It's just me this week, solo, in the Root Simple Podcastodrome. No theme music. We'll keep it simple. It's Christmas Eve. Kelly is away with her family in San Francisco. I'm here with the cats. I thought I'd read a blog post that I wrote this week about the holidays. And then read some of the comments on that blog post. The title of the post is, Let's Talk About the Holidays. There's no doubt that the materialism of the Christmas season in the U.S. presents challenges to folks who are on the radical homemaking path. One action that's helped around our household was to cut off commercial television, something we did many years ago. I'll add that we do watch movies on Netflix, so we're not totally without media, but we've cut off the ads and broadcast television a long time ago. Back to the post. A number of people mentioned that they really enjoyed hearing Shannon Hayes on our podcast talking about her family and how she celebrates the holidays. She has written a blog post on the subject, Murdering Santa and Other Tips for Enjoying the Holidays. Like Shannon, we also don't want to come off as a self-righteous Scrooge or further our lifestyle as fodder for future Portlandia scripts. At the same time, I'm also haunted by the tension between tradition and its conflict with modern life. And if you want to fall into a deep, ponderous, and inconclusive philosophical rabbit hole, I'd suggest you check out uh, Jürgen Habermas's 2010 Dialogue with Jesuit Scholars. I'll put a link in the blog notes if you want to read that. Back to the post. And then there is what I call the fake snow on Hollywood Boulevard problem. Living in a Mediterranean climate as we do is confusing. The days are short, but the hills are green. The fake snow gets coated in smog. Here's the problem. The original Christmas story is overlaid on Northern European winter traditions, yet the original version takes place in a climate similar to ours in California. The snowman, Jack Frost, North Pole, Santa thing seems forced and artificial here. This is a long-winded way of simply asking you, our dear readers, to talk about how you celebrate this time of year. How you counteract its hijacking by commercial interests. What does Christmas in the Southern Hemisphere feel like, coming as it does in the middle of summer? What does it feel like to be Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, Christian, or none of the above, and be surrounded by inflatable snowmen? Now, I think I'll move on to some of the comments on my post. The first one comes from Rhiannon. She says, My husband is Jewish and completely doesn't get Christmas. He tries for live and let live, but finds the whole hoopla rather annoying as well as baffling. I'm often in the position of translating, as it were. We celebrate a low-key Hanukkah, fully acknowledging the silliness of doing so when we don't celebrate much more important Jewish holidays except Passover. But we do like the lights, and I send out holiday cards, which I like to do. 
My family goes completely overboard on Christmas, and I think we're going to have some conflicts with them over this as our two-year-old grows, and they want to shower her with gifts we don't want in the house and get her super hyped on non-relevant holiday cheer. She's a sensitive little buck, and the stimulation is hard for her. This year they bought her a plastic tree. I don't want a plastic tree in my house. Still, I try to balance this with appreciation of rituals and connection. This is part of why I send cards. A little piece of our life to people we care about, especially nice now that we've quit Facebook. And I do love generosity and giving and light. I like to celebrate solstice, and I'm okay with celebrating Christ's birth too, though I'm no longer Christian. Just not the crazy shadow of stress and consumerism and sugar. The balance is hard to achieve. Donna writes, I understand what you're saying about the dissonance between your climate and northern images of Christmas. We live in this cold, snowy north, and I will be moving to a state even colder and snowier in a few months. And I cannot imagine the holiday season without the dark and cold. To me, it makes the holiday lights even more precious in contrast. My favorite day of the season is Christmas Eve, not Christmas Day, because I sense greater magic in the anticipation evening than in the day, although not in a religious sense, as I am not a Christian anymore. Anyway, our adult children come to dinner and the first taste of the Christmas cookies, then we all watch the 1984 version of A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Dickens understood better than most the real ageless message of the holiday. Rainey says, I grew up in New York State, where the climate is not wholly out of sync with the Northern European mythos. I just came from spending the best part of a year in Vancouver, which is so Christmassy to L.A., which, to the best of my observation, is perfectly in tune with Easterween and 85-degree temps and colorful dry leaves everywhere. What I'm saying is the calendar says it's Christmas, so however confused I may be, I'm putting out cookies for Santa and belting out a carol. It seems to help. Practical Parsimony responds to Rhiannon's comment, and she says, Try my daughter's technique. She would not allow anyone to give her sons toys any time of the year. She lived in a small apartment, and she wanted to be the toy giver. Plus, she said she did not have room for anything. She especially forbade me to give anything with pieces to step on. I did buy toys, but passed them by her approval. She wanted clothes for her son or a gift card. She was brazen and got away with it. I'll laugh out loud. I never think of Jewish celebrations as low-key with all the days of celebration. As your child grows older, she won't be so overstimulated, but will be able to handle everything. Just give everyone a talk every year about what you allow in your house. Emily says, I'm Jewish, living with an atheist. I really like Christmas, including most of the decor and yard lights the neighbors put up. We usually put up a string on our front balcony. It's fun. It looks nice. The whole Christmas industrial complex is a bit much. We don't have an actual TV, but watch shows on Hulu and similar sites, and the deluge of Christmassy advertising is irritating and overwhelming starting in early November and going for two months straight. But honestly, the commercialism doesn't bother me and in and of itself. 
I could do with fewer pop covers of old songs playing in every store. P says, I'm in a mixed marriage. I am a full-fledged manufactured holiday curmudgeon who is married to someone of that but a holiday isn't a holiday can't resist drugstore quality tacky plastic crap tribe. Holidays, birthdays, and such are always a struggle to pick my Scroogey battles. On the one hand, D.H. totally gets it and sees the benefits of the kids having few, but really great open-ended play toys. O-T-O-H. He just still has a really hard time, e.g. feeling like the one gift is enough, so fills in the gaps with above-mentioned crap that breaks in five seconds. And that's before the other relatives come waltzing through with their stuff that then finds its way quickly into the donate pile. And for me, more sadly, often into the trash because it breaks and is non-recyclable. There were links to two great articles about the whole Santa commercialism thing in the latest Simplicity Parenting blog. The book by Jim and John Payne is one of my eternal faves on the subject of helping simplify with kids. You'll get a flavor of what he does and the links, and I'll put those links in the show notes. I also just found out this year that the whole elf on the shelf thing is all about, and I'm so grateful we're not infected our house with that nonsense at least. And don't get me started on nonsense like needing to hand someone a card when you're standing right there for things like birthdays and holidays and fill-in-the-blank hallmark-driven occasions. Not talking a long personal note, but just a signed commercial card. Kind of like an old-school version of texting someone across the table from you if you ask me. But somehow it can still be tough to get people to believe you when you say you really or the kids, etc. don't need anything special for a certain day because the mall said so. Give me a gift certificate in July just because you feel like it. Call me up and let's do, go out and do something together. It's much more meaningful to me when someone gives things when it's obviously obvious they felt like it and it was truly something you like like a hand-me-down from a relative's house that you've always admired, etc., rather than being guilted into it. For kids' birthdays, we've done asking for donations of money or simple in-kind things for the wish list posted on the website of a local animal shelter. Their lists often feature super easy things that you have around the house anyway, like paper towels or a jar of peanut butter. The shelter so appreciates the gift, and my DS really loves getting the hand-signed thank-you letter they sent him. Getting their newsletters and her driving past the shelter gives him a concrete sense that he's done something good and that makes him happy. Several parents have also done used book swaps for birthdays, e.g. each kid brings a book or two or more, and they are done with. Kids pile them at the event, and each kid goes home with a new-to-them parting gift. Anyway, yeah... I get my bitchy on when I see Christmas decorations going up on city streets now right after Halloween, and the drugstore is even sharing shelf space with Halloween decoration candy and their Christmas stuff, even before the big H has happened. Jesus so loved the world that he wanted you to save, save, save on stuff you don't need. Rebecca says, 
I'm an observant Christian, and Christmas makes me crazy. The obscene materialism and hyperactivity is so pervasive, pervasive and antithetical to the Jesus I follow. My family keeps whittling back, but I keep arriving at January 2nd, ready to either enter a monastery or run totally amok. Writing this reminds me to keep working toward a radical celebration that owes nothing to American excess and big business next year for sure. Marianne says, I totally agree with you about the commercial television. I watch a few shows, but we record them and take out the commercials. Another media I don't get involved with anymore are magazines, trying to keep up with those glossy pictures of the perfect Christmas dinner and the perfect gift is guaranteed to make you feel like a loser. We give gifts, but only to our sons, and that's more like helping them spend their inheritance or doing their shopping for them as we buy from their list. I do have one little girl on my list, and I knit her and sew her gifts. I love the outdoor lights. I think of them as a gift to the neighbors. We decorate our shrubs, we use LED lights, but I hate, absolutely hate, those inflatable monstrosities. The last comment is from Reether, who says, I read Pratchett's Hogfather and Christopher Moore's Stupidest Angel every year. They cover all those seasonal bases, from blood on the snow to commercialism, with snarl and humor. As always, I want to thank our listeners to this podcast and to the readers of our blog who leave so many thoughtful comments. It's been a great year, and I look forward to many more blog posts and many more interactions with our readers and listeners in the coming year. So, Merry Christmas to all. Happy Holidays. Part of the blog post was a comment of mine that certain Christmas music drives me crazy. I like some Christmas music, but the kind of bubblegum pop rock around the Christmas variety drives me crazy. And I posted a really interesting video of a Bulgarian Christmas procession. Uh, And the music is, I think, quite interesting. And that's what I will play out on the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs>